Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more with over 122 million parts. eBay Motors, has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The volume. The Draymond Green Show is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get payouts in as fast as two hours. There's so many bet types. My favorite same-game parlay bets. There's live betting, player props, futures. If you're new... Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. To get started now, sign up. Please use the promo code Colin. C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook makes it easy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Draymond Green Show. We are recording this Friday morning, which is obviously the morning after a one 20 to 108 dubs lost in game one of the finals um i'm here to talk all about it you're here to listen to it let's get into it steph had 21 first quarter points finished with 34 um i i absolutely love the way steph came out firing i think we can get to more of that um as the game goes on i thought i thought we start standing quite a bit um, there, especially in the second half, which obviously made, you know, it, it the easiest offense to guard is an offense that stands. And I thought we stood around a lot in the second half, which obviously makes things tougher on him. And so if we around him can continue to move more like we were in the first half and the third quarter, I think that will continue to open things up for him and allow him to do what he started off doing. I also, um, I can't help but to think you come out guns blazing like that. You've heard the noise, you you know the talk, and you're responding to that. When I look back at the game, I failed him because I didn't play well. And when he comes out guns blazing like that, playing the way he's playing, I have to make sure that I do my part 
to make sure that equals that ends in a win. And so I know I have to play better, but the way Steph Curry got out to that start was very promising. And I think, you know, we'll start to see more of that. And, and myself and other guys can help and make sure that that continues. I, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, and this was the story of the game, by the way. Al Horford, Marcus Smart, and Derek White combined from 15, for 15 for 23 from three. Now, Al Horford's been shooting the lights out. Uh, all playoffs. Um, Marcus Smart has been shooting the ball extremely well in the playoffs, too. Derek White hadn't shot the ball uh, from three, I should say, from three extremely well throughout the playoffs, nor historically over his career. What we do know is that he's capable, and obviously the world knows he's capable since watching the game last night. We been knew he was capable, but some of the threes he hit last night, like the rim just had to be wild. I think three out of Three of the five threes that he made was like right over people right in his face. When things like that happen, you have to live with that. At the end of the day, something has to beat you. And you're going to pick in an NBA game what is more, more likely to not beat you. You know Jason Tatum can beat you. You know, you know Jalen Brown can beat you. Jalen Brown had a good game last night. But... JT struggled a bit. Now, he struggled a bit from the field, 3 for 17 from the field, 12 points. But he did have 13 assists, which I think is a huge growth, a huge area of growth in his game. I think, you know, when you would watch him in the past, if he had a 3 for 17 night, you lead that game like, man, he played like he had a rough, rough, rough night. You didn't leave last night's game saying he had a rough night. He had a rough shooting night, but not so much a rough night. Now, in saying that, obviously when you win, winning cures all. And so if he's three for 17 with 13 assists, obviously no one's singing the same tune of him not having a rough night if that game doesn't end in a win. It did end in a win, so you have to give him credit um, for the way he was distributing the ball. But then obviously that is a direct impact, I mean, a, a direct reflection of those guys making shots. Like they were knocking shots down. And 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 it's also a direct reflection of Ime Udoka um, and the respect that he's commanded from this team and what he's taught his guys and, and how he's helped them grow. I think it's a direct reflection of that as well. And so... What can we do to ensure that that doesn't happen again? Well, I think, number one, I think so, a lot of our rotations were off. Um, when you have uh, dynamic drivers, guys that can put pressure on the rim like a Jason Tatum, like uh, like a Jalen Brown who put, ton put tons of pressure on the rim last night, um, you're going to be in some help situations. And in being an... With, with that being said, we have to make sure that our rotations are on point when we are going to help. And I, I don't think we did that very well last night. I can recall maybe four or five of them on my hand that just led to one pass, pass out three. And you have to make them make that extra pass. And so I think, you know, in just watching the game, like, you know, I was asked a question last night, like a lot of Al Horford's threes were, were wide open. Um, 
You know, Marcus Smart had a couple wide open ones. Peyton Pritchard had a couple wide open ones. You know, and so if you can take those away, you know, and all of a sudden those guys aren't shooting 15 for 23 from three, they're combining for seven for 16, seven for 17, whatever. That doesn't necessarily kill you. But 15 for 23, it's hard to overcome that. You know, they, I think they hit 21 threes on the night, 15 of them coming from three guys that are not their main three-point shooters. Another two coming from Peyton Pritchard. You know, that's 17 of the 21 threes coming from guys that are not their main guys who's really putting the ball in the hole. Now, Marcus Smart has really stepped up his scoring here in the playoffs. Um, and as I said, he had been shooting well. But again, as we all know, there are two main guys that's putting the ball in the hole is JB and JT. And we did a great job on Jason uh, and, and making him take tough shots. But how do you get those other guys under control to where they're not having the impact that they had? Now, I leave this game saying, I leave this game saying, and I know what most people will leave this game saying. Most people will leave this game saying, Jason Tatum struggled. He won't struggle like that again. The Warriors are in trouble, blah, 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 which I totally understand and I'm totally fine with that narrative or whatever people are going to say. Because ultimately, that was earned. So you give them that. I personally leave that game saying, hmm, I won't play as bad as I played again, which will affect our team in a positive way. But more importantly, I leave that game saying, we stop the guys that we need to stop, continue you know, playing the defense on their guys that we were playing, but stop the guys that we needed to stop. They won't shoot 15 for, they won't combine for 15 for 23 from three again. So you take that out the game, make a couple tweaks on the offensive end, and we're right back in business. And so I don't make too much of the loss. Obviously, you're down uh, 0-1 at home. I don't. Say, I don't think it's time to press a panic button. Um, at the end of the day, it is the first to four, not the first to one, two, or three. And so we're not pressing no panic button. Um, they played a good game. You have to give them credit. I thought we played pretty good or really good at times. But then I thought there were some, some things that we could really clean up. Uh, I thought on the offensive end, we can slow down a tad. You know, when you're playing against a team that's pressuring, 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 I think for the most part we handled it well and then we got sped up. And so I thought, you know, I think we can handle that a lot better. Um, and I think, we'll, I think we'll respond the right way. Now, you know, have to go back to the film and see some of the things that, see some of the things that, hurt them on the offensive end for us, and, and then see the things that, you know, worked for them and how can we do those things better and, you know, what can we do differently uh, in, in some of those spots. But I think for the most part offensively, we just need to continue to ensure that we, we don't get stagnant. And at times when you are facing a, a defense that's switching a lot, 
you can tend, they, they switch, they switch, they switch, and you can tend to slow down. And once you slow down and you stop and you stop cutting and all these, then the offense just kind of stalls. And so that was, I think, our main issue on the offensive end. 14 turnovers for 23 points. This team reminds me a lot of the Spurs teams in the old, you know, back in not old days, I won't say old days, but the Spurs teams of the past where they don't make a ton of mistakes. And so because they don't make a ton of mistakes, um, they're going to make you beat them. And because of that, they just kind of stay within striking distance, stay within striking distance, stay within striking distance, as they did last night. And then all of a sudden, you know, if they get hot, then you have a case like you had last night where in the fourth quarter they just got hot. They, I, they didn't miss a shot for the first however many minutes of the fourth quarter, um, or at least that's what it felt like. And so can't let the offense stagnate and then defensively got to shut the water off. When a team going to run, had to shut the water off. We didn't shut the water off last night and they got it going. So I expect us to come out game two with even a better focus than we came out with in game one. I thought game one, uh, our focus was was good. Um, again, I think there are some things that we can clean up, but I think for the most part, our focus was good. Our intentions was good. We had 14 turnovers. Seven of those came in the second quarter. You know, so you clean that up. You cut that to four. So there are some things that we can clean up, and I know that we will clean up. and. You know, we expect to 1-1, one, one, go to Boston. You, The way I view it is in a playoff series, you have to win a game on the road anyway. No, I, You're not just, oh, we play two games at home, win those two, go on the road, lose two, come back, win one. You have to win a road game anyway. So that's where we're at. We needed to win a road game anyway. In my playoff experience, we've always won a road game. It's no different now. You got to go win a, a game on the road. But first, we need to take care of home court reestablish our home court. That's our first home court loss in these playoffs. So we need to reestablish our home court, which we will. I, I like the energy in Chase Center last night. I thought the energy in there was amazing. Um, and again, that's something that we have to capitalize on. And, and, I, and I, I have no doubt in my mind that we will capitalize on that. I have a question. You don't need to obviously reveal these specific tactical adjustments you guys are trying to make, but take us a little bit behind the curtain in the process. Like, is it you coming out of that game with things you already know you want to adjust? Are you watching film today? Are you watching film tomorrow? You're going to practice. Like, what's the process in individually you trying to make adjustments as well as the team as a collective? I think that process for us is twofold. Um, you have coaches watching film. You have player or threefold, really. You have coaches watching film after the game. You have myself, um, Steph, Andre, who's probably watching the film on our own and or leaving the game thinking, ah, I think we need to do this. And so I, I walked out of the game thinking there are a couple things for certain that I know we could have done better and that a couple adjustments for certain, offensively and defensively, that I know I think will help and that we could have done better. So now, what do you do? You take those things, 
uh, we'll have film today. You take those things to the film room. Hey, these were some of my thoughts, some of the things we could get better. Now, at this point in the season, these are also conversations, sidebar conversations that myself, Steph, um, Clay, Andre, these are also sidebar conversations that we will be having with Coach Kerr on the side, you know, as, as some of the things that we think can help. And that's where I always say here, it's a collaborative effort. You know, we, we go to coach with some of the things we think. He comes to us with some of the things he thinks. Ultimately, if we get to one place like, ah, coach, I think we should guard this like this, or I think we – and, and even more so on the a defensive end, less on the offensive end, I think we should guard, you know, this this way or blah, blah, blah. Normally, if it's not too far off the rail – He'll go with what we think because he always says, you know, it's important that we are comfortable in the game plan. And so if we want to do something, we saw something that we thought worked a little more, you know, he'll usually go that way. And so that's kind of the process for us. You know, you you walk away from the game just knowing the things you know. Then you go watch the film. And sometimes some of those things that you walk away with aren't quite what the film shows. And so then it's this balance of like, all right, the film show that, but it, that felt different on the floor. And, and you have that that happens some, at times as well of like, you know, a coach could watch something on film and be like, ah, oh, this is what I saw on film. And I'm like, yeah, coach, I understand that. And I saw that same thing on film, but this is how it really felt out there. And then maybe you're somewhere in the middle of that, right? Or maybe you're all the way right or all the way left. But it's... um. You know, that's that's just kind of the nature of it. And so it, it's a breakdown over the next couple of days um, of really uh, digging into the film. Then you watch the film over again. You catch something else that you didn't necessarily catch the last time. And so, yeah, uh, this is a couple-day process. It's obviously that we have a couple of days. If you only have one day, then, then that, that's what you have. But be that we have uh, a couple a couple of days to let this digest, to figure it out, to make our adjustments and go in the game to rolling, you know, then you just start your process and you're watching the film and you're recalling plays that you can recall and you kind of move from there. So I'm not sure if that's how it is everywhere else. Obviously, I've only been here, but I know here it is a collaborative effort and that's kind of the way that it goes. Um. So that is my analysis on game one, my thoughts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. In other news in the NBA, I saw that um, Commissioner Silver mentioned changing the voting process or possibly changing the voting process and taking a look at that um, for our NBA teams and, and and different awards and things like that, which I think is is very important. I saw where he said um, it's a scenario of, and I'm going to misquote his words because I can't remember it word for word, but he said it's a scenario of not so great solutions or something of that nature. Um, and And the media just being the best of these solutions. I disagree with that. I think um, that seems like maybe the more unbiased solution, but I don't think that's the best solution. I think I think there are ways that you can go about this, and and if you give enough people a voice from different sectors, you get more of an honest vote. You know, um, like there's a competition committee. Every owner is an on, a, on a competition committee. But because there's an owner and a general manager and possibly some coaches and, you know, so on and so forth, you get more of an honest vote because say if, if, if two owners are biased, right, then like be, to this rule because of X, Y, Z. But then you have coaches and you have someone over here and – I think that's how you can get more of an honest vote. And so you you make up a committee like, yeah, maybe there possibly there's some media on there, but there's some coaches on there. There's some general managers on there, blah, blah, blah. Uh, possibly some agents on there. Like I, there are ways 
to, to make a vote more even. But again, like I said, or you look at the whole process in determining what actually affects a contract. If you can't figure out the voting for all NBA, then you look at the entire process on what can affect a contract. Because again, as I said before, um, no reporter from CNBC is deciding whether Jamie Dimon gets his bonuses or not. And so it, it just doesn't make, it, it's, it's like it doesn't make sense. You have a scenario where guys can work their whole entire lives for something. And then it's, in a lot of cases, it's then decided on someone who has not worked their entire life to play basketball. Most people have not played basketball in their entire life. And no, playing basketball isn't the marker to speak if you can, uh, to determine if you can speak on the game or no playing basketball um, doesn't just validate you to be an analyst. But the fact that you could study writing or not, um, that you can work your way up by writing articles and then decide <laughs> whether someone makes an extra $47 million or not, absolutely insane. So I am happy to see a, see that the league is looking, is, is revisiting that. I think that is incredible. I think it's something that need to be hap that needs to happen. It's a, one of those old systems that it needs to change. Like it, it just makes absolutely no sense that someone who's not evaluating our game from an objective perspective, from an objective point of view, with an objective point of view, because sometimes media can be subjective. I think it's absolutely insane that that's how it'll be decided. What some, how much money someone makes or not. So that's great. Um, I hope some changes does come there. Uh, I also saw that Commissioner Silver said that the league is not discussing expansion at this time. Um, Vegas and Seattle just doesn't come out of nowhere, Commish. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I respect it, Commish. But how did that stuff just fly out of nowhere? So I'm interested to see what happens over the next couple of years with that. But it'll be interesting. Nonetheless, it was great to get kind of the State of the Union update um, and, and what's going on behind the scenes. That's always cool to catch up on. So hope everyone caught that. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, if you have not caught it, maybe go check it out. It is some great stuff there. You also want to keep up with, with what's going on in the game. At least I do because, again, it affects my livelihood. So that's all I got for you from my point of view, from my thoughts. Take a couple mailbag questions before we get out of here. Jackson, you got anything for me, my brother? I do. From Dom Fort Splash Bro at D55318495. As a professional athlete, how sore does the body get during a seven-game series? Do you ever still feel sore from your previous game? You get sore from, like, game to game, for sure. 
Uh, because it's, you know, you're playing in these series and, I mean, it's intense basketball. It's the most intense basketball you're going to play. So, yeah, from, like, after the game, the night after, or the next day, you're a little, you're sore. But when you're really sore, it's once the series ends. Because mentally, you're kind of in this space of, like, just locked into the moment, uh, doing whatever you got to do to get yourself ready for the next game. You, and so mentally, you can't allow your, like, you can't allow your mind to go to a place of even thinking like, oh man, I'm just so sore. Like mentally, it's like, as opposed to your mindset being, I'm so sore, your mindset is more so, what do I need to do to get my body ready for the next game? And that's a totally different mindset. And so that's kind of where you're at. The moment that series ends and you're no longer looking forward to that next game, you feel like you got hit by a semi-truck. And it's crazy. It, it, again, it's one of those things that just goes to show the power of the mind, how powerful one's mind is. Because the moment we finish a series, like I, I go back to like Cavs, the Cavaliers game, uh, series, when we swept those guys, after game four, I couldn't walk. I knew, but I knew the series was over. I don't think the same, I would have dealt with the same pain that I was dealing with after game four if there was a game five. It's not like something, you know, abruptly happened or like something happened where I turned wrong. Like, but sure enough, soon as we were done, I could barely walk for the next three days. And I am certain it wouldn't have been that same thing if we were going to a game five. So it really just shows you how powerful the mind is. From Sanjay G at Sanjay underscore G, this finals is the longest distance between teams, about 2,700 miles since the last Warrior Celtics finals. How much does cross-country travel slash fatigue come into play? This is sort of an adjacent question to the last one, but it's interesting, I think. It, it definitely comes into play uh, because I think, you you know, you fly anywhere that far and it affects you, um, whether you're playing basketball or not. You're not adding the fact that you have to play basketball and it's a different story. Now, here's where I think um, that where you kind to, you, 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 here's where I think you kind of eliminate that. Yes, it's still tough. You're getting on planes and all of that. But, in the NBA Finals, due to the way the media is set up, both teams have to practice at the same place the day before the game. So with such far travel, just like the Boston Celtics got here on Tuesday, after game, after game two on Sunday, we leave Monday, although we don't play the Wednesday. We'll leave on Monday so that we can be there for practice on Tuesday for media and so on and so forth. So with the NBA Finals, you get that extra day in between for travel due to the media situation. So you don't, it, it, it's not as big of, it's, it's not as big of a dilemma that you face normally in a season where it's probably a, only one day or as we saw during the conference finals, it was one day in between all the games. So that's travel, that's all of that. 
you don't, you know, the NBA Finals, they kind of take care of some of that with, this, with the days in between the game. Like, the only game this series that it's only one day in between is games three and four, which both are in Boston. So that's kind of how I I think that's part of the reason the league does it the way they, they, they do for the NBA Finals, so that fatigue isn't playing a part in, in scenarios like this where, I mean, that's just about as far as west you can go and almost about as far as east you can go. So I think uh, that's why it's like that. That's why the scheduling goes like that. So it's not, it doesn't affect the game as much as it could possibly in other, in other series. Last one. We'll go a little bit of a lighter note to close this out. From Andrew Pimentel at Andrew Pimentel. What was your first big purchase from your rookie year? Hey, Andrew, let me tell you something. And people can... Take this with a grain of salt. I know it's a lot of money, but in theory, when I break this down to you, it's not. I was a second-round pick, Andrew. Now, for me, I got more money than most second-round picks get from my first-year salary. My first-year salary was eight hundred and twenty-five grand. All right, Andrew, slice that in half because I do slice that about, about 53 54% because I do live in the Bay Area. So you slice that, and it's no longer eight twenty-five. Let's just call it four hundred grand that I take home. Forty thousand of that goes to my apartment complex that I lived in. So there's three hundred sixty thousand, Andrew. Um, a three percent of that, or four percent of that, which I end up finding out shouldn't have happened uh, on the entire contract, but that's a whole other story. Went to the agent. Um, so of $825,000, um, 4% is roughly 36 ish thousand or something. So now I'm almost at 300000 Andrew. Then I had to get a car. And I had to get furniture, which was, you know, probably... I very cheaply went to a furniture outlet and furnished my apartment, uh, but that was still another $30,000. So I'm at $270,000, Andrew. You get where I'm going with this. I didn't have enough money for a big rookie purchase. was not a first-round pick. Contrary to what my resume may say, Andrew, I was not a first-round pick. So it was a little tight on me with my rookie money because I, I, I didn't I, – I didn't make the big money early on. So there you have it, Andrew. <laughs> I was a little low on cash. There was no big purchase for, purchases for me, my man. That is a wrap from this episode of the Draymond Green Show. I will check back in with y'all after game two of these NBA finals. Until then, it's a wrap. Peace. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.